0: Hey, 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 party people! How's everyone doing tonight on Upstream? We finally got it going. Uh, we we are originally we we're gonna shoot this a little earlier, about an hour ago. And um, Alex is kind of in transit right now. Actually headed up to the event. He's in. Uh, where is he at? He's over in Buffalo, New York. So he's pretty close to Canada. He's actually doing the, the drive over and doing all that, getting the, the footwork in, gonna get set up in his hotel. Uh, how is everyone doing tonight? we got a packed house here. Apparently, a lot of you guys are excited about the launch event. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want to introduce Dallin. He's our new member. Dallin, uh, give us a shout-out here.
1: Hey, how's it going? Good, Glad everybody. to be here.
0: And it's awesome to have you, man. We'll be firing out one of your editorials a little bit later, and we'll merge it into our conversation. Awesome. But how is how is everyone else doing? We have Brandon, Chad, Darius, Dallin, Kev, Matthew, Jupé, and Ronel. Yeah, cheers. I'll cheers to them. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to move that iPad mini out of frame, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we did open up the week. I know everyone's like, oh, the, the launch event's tomorrow. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there. First, I want to talk about the classic. We saw a video of it and a couple other shots from D. Hacker. You know, we've had him on here before. Showing off custom keyboard shortcuts, something I'm sure Dallin is very familiar with on his legacy devices. And finally, that's kind of coming over to BlackBerry 10. I mean, awesome. You're able to launch apps, tasks, all sorts of goodies. What do you guys think of kind of bringing some of those legacy BBOS features back on the BlackBerry 10? Let's start with Dallin because he's got some experience recently with the uh, 9930.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's been only a week since I switched from my classic – or well, it should be a classic BlackBerry. It's a, you know, BlackBerry uh, Bold 9930 to a Q10 – and um, but uh, so but I've owned a Z thirty in the past. I've owned a Q ten in the past, and decided to just go back to the bold for a couple months. Uh, originally was intending to be longer, but since I joined the crew with uh, Barry I decided I needed to uh, switch back to uh, BB ten and have some more experience with that. Um, so yeah, I mean one of the features that legacy owners love about about these these older phones is the customization. Um, shortcut keys. Um, you can program any key to just open up an app. Um, and, and it's so much easier to um, you know, engineer your own flow, so to speak, of uh, how you use the device. Um, also, you know custom notifications. Uh, those are things that, that are really uh, can be really effective and really nice. You, you know exactly who's calling, um, uh or who's texting you or who's messaging you just by the sound that plays or just by the color of the LED. I
0: miss oh, I missed I, missed, I missed the color LED so bad. Yeah. I mean, that's something we gotta yeah. get.
1: So today. you can do that with third party apps in BB ten, but it's not it's still not quite the same. Um, and and so uh, that's those are some of the features that, that legacy users still love.
0: We do have a couple other QWERTY users still here in the group. We've got Kev on a Q10. Jubei is on a Q10 as well. There are some keyboard shortcuts on BB10 so far, at least on 10.2.1 and in the early builds of 10.3. Do you guys find yourself on the keyboard devices using those shortcuts, and are you guys excited about seeing custom shortcuts on 10.3.1 and beyond?
2: To be honest with you, I mean, I, I've uh, I've grown accustomed to not even using them on BB10, so. I'm I'm really not uh, I'm not one who's going to be using it on the queue. I probably just settle back down onto the all touch. So I'm not I'm not too worried about those. But I know how you know some of those who have been very very uh, acclimated and um, very much so used to using those shortcuts. They're they're going
0: to wind up being very happy
2: that those are coming back.
0: And then uh, that's really what it's about. That's really what it's about. You know, trying to bring those users back over into the schema of what BlackBerry Ten is all about. Jube, what's your experience with it? Um, well, my uh,
3: other last device I have here actually sitting, um, I was always a fan of the um, Curve. For some reason, the uh, Tic Tac uh, keys, the clicky keys, always seem to uh, been a favorite of mine. I use shortcuts uh, for sure in the BBOS, and uh, I found myself on the Q10 kind of like Kevin, not really using them so much on the BB10. Um the one that I use the most is probably the reader just how we play uh, alt r and we can you know activate reader mode whenever I'm browsing outside of that you know the t and the b buttons you know to scroll quickly jump to the top and the bottom of things is is pretty much all I use speed dial is obviously uh, a classic one but outside of those I haven't really used it too much <laughs>
2: remember the old reset right remember those from the old days but not the I don't really yeah. use anything, any of the other... You know, even
3: like the space bar to kind of just like, you know, scroll through. I mean, yeah. some of those things, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, because we have the touch screen, so now, you know, it's so intuitive now just to use your finger for everything. But, Very true.
1: Uh, and that's a good point. I mean, BB10 was designed to be a lot more touch friendly, and even though the Bold is a touch screen uh, device, it, it's not quite as user friendly to use the touch screen interface all the time, so you almost have to use the trackpad, you have to use the the, the physical keyboard to supplement that. Um, and BB10, they've, they've engineered that from the ground up to be really touch friendly and and to Blackberry's credit I think they really have brought BB10 a long way um, even with that, you know, even before the Classic comes out to try to accommodate and try to cater to the the legacy users that really like those features. I mean you can um, in, in 10.2 you can actually hold down the shift key, the left shift key, when you're editing text, and you can swipe anywhere on the screen, and it acts like a trackpad, selects the text. That's a huge feature that not many people know about. Uh, and when I show that to legacy users, they're like, no way, that's exactly what I wanted. And, um, and so I think they've really brought it a long way, and I think the classics will just take it take it the rest of the way and help the legacy users come over.
3: You know, with the classic, though, I think it's just um, you know, Blackberry's move to bringing the best of both worlds into one device. You know, you're, you're, that device is without excuse. You're gonna be able, you're gonna have the trackpad and all the functionalities of like legacy devices, and then you're gonna have all the goodness of the BB10 uh, on there as well. And I, you know, outside of the Passport, I think like the classic is probably the most efficient, productive device uh, Blackberry has ever put out.
0: I got to agree with you there. And, and when we look at the whole OS and kind of where they're going with it, you can imagine, you know, we're able to hold the space bar and minimize applications and, and do a lot of cool things. And bb 10s kind of, as Down had mentioned, bridging the gap for those users. Um, I'm really excited about it. I do want to ask here because Dallin had also mentioned that, you know, BB10 has such a great text cursor selector and, you know, uh, editing ability there. I find myself on BB10 being able to move that cursor around very, very proficiently, and it's only getting better with 10.3. I want to ask Chad and Brandon what their thoughts are on the text editing. I know uh, both the, actually. Chad's still on a Z10 with a massive battery, and Brandon's on a Z30. How do you guys find text editing on those devices?
4: You know, honestly, the uh, on the Z10, that text editing it's amazing. Um, especially 10.3 going from my last OS was 10.2.2. So different, so easy. Uh, just once you get that circle with the left and right arrows with the little nub on the bottom, so easy to scroll back and forth.
0: And then you know, e- even being able to just swipe, delete words very quickly or add in a number or, or a symbol, I mean, it's awesome. Jubay, what kind of hat are you rocking over there?
3: Well, I saw Kevin got up to put his uh, Metropolitan hat on.
2: <laughs> and I need like, to, man. My locks are not as, uh, as fantastic as some of you. <laughs> a little, it's a little undecided. It's too too short to do what I want and
0: uh, too long to really look at. So I guess. <laughs> Said every rectangular phone owner ever. <laughs> 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 this is why we are soon all going to be working wide. I know Jubei and I got to buy the whole team passports, apparently. Darius has been all that's right. that.
4: <laughs> That's what I heard.
0: <laughs> that's that's the story, and you guys are sticking to it. Man. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because i got to start saving up my money. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on from talking about cl- the classic. We'll kind of swing back there. There was another announcement of BBM channels, a Hootsuite integration. Any of you guys use Hootsuite and or BBM channels, and what did you guys feel about the news? Um, I'm just kind of excited. They're Semi-paying attention to BBM channels because it's been pretty neglected for the past couple months. Yeah. Uh, any channel owners out there, voice up. Well, uh, what do you guys think of the Hootsuite integration? Something that's a valuable asset to you, or kind of just a happenstance addition?
5: Well, I'm not a, a. I don't. I don't have my own channel anymore. I did at one point. I'm still an avid user of channels, just to, you know, get information on the go and things of that nature. Very convenient. Um, but it's crazy that we were just talking about something like this with Hootsuite. Um, there was an article, I think, on Engadget a couple weeks ago, and um, th- uh, the article was pretty much about just finding a this one uh, universal um, inbox, so to speak, for all your messaging and stuff. And, you know, a lot of people were commenting, were like, it's the BlackBerry Hub. And I also commented as well and said it's the BlackBerry Hub, um, though it's not a cross-platform experience, but I said the next best thing would be Hootsuite. And, you know, Lord behold, two weeks later, we get an integration along with BBM channels. And for those who are kind of running channels as a um, a hub, so to speak, to, you know, get information out there to customers or people who are interested in whatever the product is or whatever their mojo is that they're, you know, putting out there for the masses, it's a a great uh, tool in terms of productivity, um, giving you more control than, uh, I guess, the – uh, the uh, old BBM channels, uh, you know, homepage was kind of set up to be, because it was kind of, you know, not very. it couldn't really lo- utilize it the way you wanted to in terms of editing posts and things of that nature. So with Hootsuite, it's kind of giving you everything that you've wanted. I think it's only going to get better. As I mentioned, I'm, there's huge and great potential behind BlackBerry cha- uh, BBM channels, and we're just seeing the beginnings of it right now with the uh, Hootsuite integration. So. It's a great move by BlackBerry, um, and, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they're going to do further in the future with it.
0: Absolutely. I put a post out there, just BBM expanding beyond cross-platform. You know, We're talking about them taking BBM as a service across devices, but you got to think bigger than that. Now they're talking about using BBM as a sidearm to manage your other social networks, kind of shotgun your social media life with it. And it's, it's just very interesting that BBM kind of blends a little bit of all the social networks. It's a microblog. blog It's like, kind of like Twitter, kind of like Instagram. So it kind of kind of shoots across the board, so to speak. And I really like the integration. I haven't used Hootsuite too much because I'm so addicted to TweetDeck. But as you mentioned, I keep failing and bringing more and more features as they take BBM to more places. So I'm definitely excited for it. Um, mm-hmm. I did want to move on there. Let's talk about BlackBerry's Tango Network uh, partnership did anyone read up on that? It's a pretty international partnership. This kind of brings security and communication, productivity aspects to a broader range. Uh, Brandon, did you have anything you want to say on that?
6: Um, not really. I really read <laughs> up on the single partnership part because I didn't. I didn't quite understand um, what the partnership meant. Um, maybe someone else could uh, elaborate on that.
5: Yeah, uh, what it essentially is is and I, I kind of did a little research on it, but. Um, Honestly, it's kind of like the beginning of the Internet of Things. It's allowing people to, you know, take their business on the go. When they're in the cars, they're able to, you know, attend conference calls, meetings, and things of that nature. It's kind of having your business on yourself at all times. Um, And and with Tango, I think they did the right move with with partnering with BlackBerry and or vice versa. Um, And It is kind of one of the first steps that you're going to see with BlackBerry. I think we're going to see more partnerships and such. Um... Honestly, with other companies, but Tango's kind of one of the first ones to really delve into it and kind of uh, hone it and, and really kind of, you know, set their foundation on terms of getting it that way. Because a lot of businesses are downsizing, so to speak, if you will, because a lot of companies are, due to global economic, you know, issues and things of that nature, they're trying to kind of cut back on having a lot of people in the offices. They want people to work more from home. Um, because they also have to provide, you know, financial means for travel and things of that nature. So why not have them work at home? Why have them come in and, you know, always have computers and, uh, you know, have their own desks and things of that nature inside these businesses when you can do this from home and still have the fill of your business all on the, you know, on your mobile handset on your personal mobile handset. So with the Tango uh, partnership is what is really allowing, you know, these businesses to do, um, and. You know, as I said, it's just really a beginning of the internet internet of things uh, that's to come.
1: Yeah, so let me chime in here on that a little bit. Um, So, I mean, the Tango partnership is it's right in line with the recent moves uh, that BlackBerry's made, the Moverto acquisition, and um, and uh, the SecuSmart. They're they are they are are positioning themselves to be the premier um, enterprise. Mobility services provider, and, um, and and I mean they are going to be it. Uh, they're going to be the company that enterprises go to for their mobile needs. So what the Tango partnership does, it does a few things. Um, the, the, their their porf- like their their entire portfolio of business solutions that they offer. Um, so it allows, for example, integration with like UC and PBX platforms. Um, so, like, the, you know, the, the, the desks, uh, the phones on your desk in your office that are running on, you know, Cisco or, or running on Nortel or, or what have you, um, Tango will allow integration with that um, with your smartphone. Um, so, th- I mean, that just expands the communication options that, that companies have. Um, truly,
0: truly a unified overall experience, and it's yes. great, as you'd mentioned, they're going to bring that security heritage into it and give us an all-encompassing solution. I'm definitely right. Kevin's here. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Daw.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, uh, just add to that. I mean, it brings with it uh, fantastic security features and and even uh, features that allow for communication uh, to continue communication even in the the event of like unplanned outages. So it, it, it just it's right in line with BlackBerry's focus, right in line with their, their security, and, and um, it, it's just a great move.
0: Kevin's here in the chat making good comments. What, what do you want to touch on, Kevin? I mean, I think that
2: with the, the moves that they're making here, it's really a, it's like a game of chess with them, right? I mean, they've been slowly but surely making these steps to really make themselves probably the most, obviously the most secure, but the most stable out of all of these, these platforms, because now they've already completely cornered, if, if not put in Checkmate, you know, the enterprise. And so when it comes down to it, if you're looking at how they're going to stay connected, their OS, that QNX platform, is really going to be something that stands tall compared to everyone else because they can essentially become their own carrier, especially for enterprises. Like Dallin was saying, if it winds up being in these 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 uh, situations where there's outages in those areas for their carrier network, they can do this on their own. You know, this is it's definitely something that I feel they're they're kind of leaning towards. You know, maybe it's a it's a little jump, a little you know. Overthinking thinking and all, but I think that's something that where don't
1: need carriers. Yeah. I think that's what BlackBerry's going for.
2: Well, I think that's probably smart, especially considering their history with the carriers, that they're not even pushing their devices anyway, so why bother uh, dealing
0: with the carriers at all? It's a complete problem. Yep. I hate having to bite my tongue right now. But <laughs> you, guys, you guys are making such great points, and as we get toward talking about the Passport at the end, you know, we'll, we'll elaborate on some of those thoughts uh, after Tango, we did see that the BlackBerry P9983 was finally announced. A $2,000 uh, pocket buster. Jubei is getting one. He doesn't want it, but he's getting it. <laughs> no, Jubei, uh, the announcement's out. The device is in the open. Are you n- yay or nay on that device so far?
3: Ah, uh, nay. I, I just didn't. There was nothing about the device, um, <laughs> even the design itself, that I, I wasn't exactly <laughs> crazy about. Um, I looked at... You know all the images and all the pretty pictures and the demos and the videos, trying to get myself wanting to possibly maybe, and nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Especially now that the classic has that beautifully designed back. You know, he has got oh, that texturized man. background, and then it's got the same uh, porsche design bar in the back with the light and the and the camera lens. I was like, all right, well, that has better
0: specs than, than the Porsche, so. And it will be seven times cheaper, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more likely you, than not. Yeah, you you know, the with design. the bigger, bigger,
3: better battery, better, uh, you know, keys, and um, it's just all, all around just a, I And I would I would take the Pepsi challenge with anyone on this one. <laughs> like just a better phone than the than the Porsche. <laughs> but will it survive
0: <laughs> the uh, the giant shot? What was that? Did you guys see the iPhone getting shot by the 50 cal? Yeah, I wonder yeah. what would happen to a P9983 <laughs> other than a big waste of money. But anyway, we'll we'll let Matthew speak on the device, and then we'll move <laughs> to Chad, and then I want to hear from Brandon on this as well. But go ahead, Matthew.
7: In terms of the first of all the 50 caliber going through the iPhone 6, I was horrified by that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always see those kind of videos as like a waste of money, and especially a perfectly good phone. Um, but in terms of like, the course design, I was I was reading Engadget's uh, kind of like their hands-on with the device, and a lot of their own graphs like, match mine. Like, what I couldn't understand about it, it was that... I, I don't know what the back is. I don't know if it's texturized rubber or a glass weave of some kind.
3: But it just looks horrid. <laughs> well, it's it's a glass weave, but they have a finish. A, a very, uh, uh,
0: like... Uh, Q5. a clear coat. Yeah. yeah. My, our, my buddy M. Kwan, who actually was over in Dubai for the event... He actually got hands-on with it. He does a lot of actually car reviews, and he actually had good remarks about it. He's like, yeah, it's a fingerprint magnet, but it gives you that carbon fiber car look that is just so Porsche. And it's like it it takes upon what it's trying to do very well. It's not one of those devices that, again, is like a daily driver, like I'm going to wake up and and use this device throughout my day. Uh, Someone in our group had mentioned, you know, it's more like a device you take out for fine dining with a date at the end of your day after you put your classic away. (laughs) Well, you got yeah. to think of, think of that market. Again, it's a, it's a high-end luxury market who's going to be taking it off and flaunting it for what it is, which is a porsche design phone. And it's kind of cool at least to see that Porsche is continuing to build these things. You know, it's obviously beneficial for them in some way to have these devices in store and have it as an offering to their clientele, or else they wouldn't do it. Um, Chad, what are your thoughts on the P9983? Well,
4: you know, to be honest, it's a gorgeous-looking device, but the internals and the specs on the device it – to me, paying 2000 or more for something like that, yes, you get the Porsche name, you get the elegance of the device, but honestly, it's literally a Q10 with a beefed-up 64-gig internal storage, and that's pretty much it. It's, Again, it's a gorgeous device. I love the videos that BlackBerry's been posting on their YouTube channel. I uh, love the song they have playing with it, but honestly... If you have the money to burn, burn it and get it, um, but I'm saving my money for Passport.
0: Which there may be a high-end version of. We don't know as of today. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, we'll know. Tomorrow, you're right, I'd love... Pooter did so many nice mock-ups, it's like, damn, I want all of them. <laughs> I really want every color. It's Brandon, black. P9983, are you yeah. sold on it? Something, something you'd want, something you hate? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I actually
6: think, uh, compared to some of the other Porsche design devices, I think that this new device actually has more of a classy to it. I think some of the older devices kind of came off, uh, to me at least, it's kind of body, like they seem kind of just, you know, too, too, too out there. And I find this device is a lot sleeker, a lot more classy, and it's a lot more pleasing to the eyes. I think the design is really good. Of course, you know, being for buck, you're not getting probably that of a value for it. But in terms of, you know, it's a luxury place to someone who can afford something like that, $2,000 is a drop the drop in the bucket, bucket for the people who are going to be buying this. So I think if they like the design, which I think lots of people will like the design, it's got a, you know, a pretty good chance there. And that's in that niche
0: market. So D- Dallin's got some comments on it. He's here in the chat. He's like, it's, it's a status symbol. But what else do you think about the device, Dallin?
1: Well, I, I, I personally wouldn't buy one, right? I mean, it's it, it's, I'm not the target market. We are not the target market for that device, you know? I don't know. Um, Jubei's balling over there. <laughs> well, with the exception of Jubei. Um, but uh, the device, it's a great device. I mean, it runs BB10. Right, it, it's it's a glorified Q10 with a lot more storage. Um, it, is it going to win in the spec wars? No, but it, it's a status symbol. Somebody who buys that phone isn't going to buy it because it has the best specs. They're buying it because it's a Porsche-designed phone, and they can have that and they can carry that around. And it, it's a status symbol. That's that's what it is.
3: Well, to that reality too. I mean, I was talking to James earlier about it, and I decided to uh, look to see if there was any uh, of the old. Uh, P9981 devices or any other, you know, Porsche, and they still sell for over two grand. Yeah. Now, we're talking about an industry where you open the box, the, the device is already depreciated. And these Porsche designed phones actually uh, almost seems like they appreciate in value because they become like a collector's item, you know, they, it's yeah. a collector's it's like this thing. It's because of the...
0: That feeds yeah. that feeds right back into it being a status symbol. It's a collector's piece. It's like, I have this and you don't. They come with their own
1: custom p- pins, right? You know, I mean, it's yeah. like the, the prestige, the... The notoriety that comes with
3: yeah. It's just a shame that it couldn't be um, future-proofed, kind of like the Z30. where You know that the Z30... Um, was kind of made for 10.3.1 to really take advantage of it, and that Porsche, uh, you know, device is just two-year-old, you know, tech in there, and it's like oh, it ah, yeah. whatever. Is, it it just is just makes, what it is.
2: It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. And I know you're saying it, it's not supposed to make sense, but it makes so little sense that it's, it's beyond <laughs> absurd. Okay, this is we're we're talking about a company that, for all intents and purposes, was on the brink of extinction okay in this market and and they're still putting out these kinds of devices. Now think of how many of the regular devices they could have sold if they put any more attention towards it as opposed to dealing with you know the, the Porsche design and and that sort of thing. Work with another manufacturer that can make their own concept of it sell it for significantly cheaper and you're not going to really have this device problem you know I think you, you'd find other ways to resolve these issues but to to be just a status symbol for a different pin with more storage. You and, know what, Kevin? And,
3: right. At this point, right. At this point, I think if you held up a Porsche, the Porsche device with next to a passport, I think ten out of ten times people are gonna reach for the passport.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. There's no because there's no sense behind going with two year old
0: tech just because it has more storage and a custom pin. And here, here's the thing though the where are they selling this device they're selling it in Porsche design stores right it's not like blackberry's pushing this right. this is this is Porsche saying we want a device that, right is, that, we, can, that we can mark the hell up yeah. you know I mean, you gotta look at <laughs> you know, like one, it one the, the
5: people that this is the, the people that this is directed towards the audience that is directed towards are blackberry users their business People, (laughs) they have money, obviously, if they're buying this device.
2: But it's not business sense to sell it that high, so whoever's buying them
5: is crazy. They're probably
2: losing a lot of the price, price, too.
6: The price doesn't matter. Yeah, but any luxury phone, if you look at all the luxury phones that are out there, it's pretty much in line with those devices. I mean, if you look at most luxury phones, none of them make sense. So...
2: As, as far as well, black, you you're it, it, you know. when, when you look at when you look on their website, the very first device that comes up when you highlight over mm-hmm. on devices it is that Porsche design. So Actually, they they it, it, they're not like pushing it shows the actual device Yeah, it shows the device. it is right there. It's mm-hmm. the very first device that they're showing. So yes, they are certainly pushing it okay And I get it. if it's people that are going directly to the website, okay, you know fine. It's just, it makes so little sense to me. I can I can barely comprehend and put together a coherent sentence right now based on <laughs> how much is
1: me.
0: This is just insane. And that's okay. That's all right. People are buying them. People <laughs> right. are
1: still buying them. I'm
0: the oil moguls in Dubai are buying them by the box. They're like, that's here right. you go. It's Christmas. Here you go. But they that's can't a sell a Q10 in the States. You know what I mean? That's, a, a, difference of, that's a broader problem. It's a problem. difference of focus. Yeah, it's a difference well, of focus. And you Actually, know what? They are to selling see. cute in the States. I mean, Dalin just bought one, so. Yeah. yeah. There's, <laughs> there's a base out there for both devices, and I think BlackBerry going for a prestige, an innovative, and an affordable level with the Classic and the Z3 is just smarter than them. They're covering all their bases. People will buy that phone. People will glamorize that phone, and it will do well on its own. I'm not too worried about it. Speaking of money, though, let's talk BBM. Mm-hmm. BBM is expanding its money services. So they are expanding BBM cross-platform over in Indonesia for uh, iOS and Android. And as well, BBM is getting transfer to integration for everyone else. So you'll essentially have a money transfer system within BBM. I'm stoked about it. This is something I've been wanting for a long time. We've talked about this on previous streams. Matthew, are you excited about BBM money, quote-unquote, on a larger scale?
7: Uh, considering how Apple Pay kind of set out this... Idea to be like using NFC chips to kind of you know, as a mobile payment system. I had originally thought that that's what BBM money was, but looking back over it, it's it is sort of just kind of a monetary transfer system. It is if it would you know if it would could grow beyond Indonesia. I think, but uh, in terms of practicality, I'm not too sold on it. It's just I, I guess in a weird way, it's just it's. PayPal integrated with BBM and I I just don't I don't use BBM that way, really. I have separate services for separate sort of separate things.
0: I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's it's they are going global with it, so everyone will be able yeah. to do the money transfers. But what what but what BBM money is, is one, a mobile payment service and the money transfer service that's connected to All right. And we lost it. Blackberry, okay. u- BlackBerry was using NFC to make mobile payments in Canada and other regions like the UK you and in, us in the there region.
3: For a second, uh, James, we lost you for a few seconds. You
0: may have to repeat yourself. <laughs> did that freeze for everyone across the board? Yeah, no, I was did. just saying that, yep. yeah, that B- BBM, BBM, more or less, it, at least BBM Money, is a mobile payment system. As that expands, they got to work directly with those banks to make it an integrated experience. Right. Apple's kind of superseded it by going for the creditors and going for the credit card companies and integrating in such a way. But this is something that BlackBerry has been doing since 2011 with the right. 9900 devices and on, being able to do NFC tap-to-pay in different regions like the UK, Canada, over in Indonesia as well. So this is something they've been testing and working on and tweaking. Sims said to Jubei, I believe – that this is something they want to focus on and definitely want to scale. The, the transfer side, with transfer two gives them an open airway for money transfers peer-to-peer, but they can work and develop it even further. BlackBerry put out a post on their BBM channel mentioning BBM channels as a venue for BBM money. So imagine going to Amazon's BBM channel and being able to pay directly as if you were buying a BBM sticker, something very seamless, integrated, and even you could push off to your carrier to bill. That's the kind of platform they're looking for. Imagine being able to take your mobile payments and plug that into your carrier billing as well. Something seamless, one tap, and go. So, as you as you did mention, Matthew, kind of nascent at this point, young, not where it needs to be, but they're going to grow on it. And I think it's good to see that they've put a foot forward by the end of the year to deliver on BBM money on a broader scale. Anybody else have thoughts on BBM money and how they may use it in their lives? Well, I-
3: I know that uh, you mentioned, you know, I covered the event for Crackberry at the Blackberry Experience in New York, and I got to talk to Sims about um, a little bit on it. One thing that I did find encouraging was that they are moving in partnerships with the banks on this. And this is where I appreciate it more than PayPal. I use PayPal only when I really have to, um, but I don't like PayPal simply because they're not. A bank they're not insured and I've run into problems with them where if you have any problem with a transaction or a merchant or as a buyer your account is literally frozen and you gotta wait for an ex- you know enormous amount of time um, you know for things to get resolved and it's on their time um, you know the banks are under different regulations different laws and I seem to feel more comfortable with uh, BBM money being integrated with my bank and that sort of uh, industry versus becoming you know privatized and just like, <laughs> okay, you know what I mean? So um, that is one thing that I'm looking forward to and Sims did make that clear. It's like BBM is not moving forward without um, without
0: the banks. So uh, I was like... They're, they're all about the end-to-end solutions. We all right. know that. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be. And it's gonna take time, of course. Apple has a lot more clout in the mobile space, so to bring these partners together for them, a little bit easier. And you know, you don't know how long they've been working on this. I mean, we've seen Passbook and all these things for since last year. So they've obviously been working and bringing these partners together for some time for this announcement. Dallin, what did you, what did you want to mention in regard to uh, BBM Money? So
1: something that should be synonymous with mobile payments is security. And when I think security, I think BlackBerry. I don't think Apple. I think BlackBerry. Um, and uh, Apple has had some pretty embarrassing security breaches of late that we are all aware of. Um, Do I really trust a company that that thinks about security as an afterthought or takes a reactive approach to security versus a company in Blackberry that engineers their products and services with security in mind from the ground up? Um, Do I trust any company 100%? No, but there are companies that I trust more than others and when it comes to mobile payments and security, I trust BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. you a- know, a- a- no, go ahead, Jubek. No, no, go go, I had nothing
3: to say. <laughs> no, uh, going off of what uh, down said, uh, um, you know, just a little tad bit going back and forth, I just lost my train of thought. Anyway, um, sip your beer.
6: <laughs> yeah, uh, and just to, just to add my little uh, two cents here, in case you didn't know, a lot of the NFC payment in especially uh, the ones being done by banks, that's all being done through a partnership and that security is actually being done by Blackberry. So regardless of whether it's an FC app on iPhone, on Android or BlackBerry or Windows Phone, it's all going through a security system set up by Blackberry.
0: Let me let me okay. just before before we move over to Darius and his comments on this Brandon brings up such a good point that the end stream Partnership and the NFC modules that they're using for actually making that payment secure is encrypted by BlackBerry. So they've got the platform there. When you're swiping your Visa, there's likely a QNX-powered server that's processing that and sending that off to a back-end platform. So it's like they're so ingrained with this already. They have the ability to bring that end-to-end forward. Darius, pipe in. What do you got to say?
5: Yeah, what I want to mention was is, you know... <clears throat> Everyone's kind of hit it on the head with, you know, the way that BlackBerry's working with BBM Money. The reason why we've seen it in um, Indonesia is because it's an easier market to work with. It's, you know, as Jubei mentioned, they're working with banks. And you, you you hit it right on the nail as well, James, when you said that Apple was working with credit cards. It's easy to work with credit cards, but, you know, you think about all these hacks in terms of like with Home Depot and Target with their credit card systems and, then it's like apple is working with credit cards is not a good combination at all when you're working with your bank it's great the reason why it's only been in indonesia thus far is because in other countries a lot of countries tend to just really work with one bank it isn't like stateside where you have a slew of banks you know bank of america wells fargo usaa credit unions of all sorts and types. And there's so many different federal regulations that BBM has to jump loops and go through in order to get that really kicking in here stateside, as well as in Canada, too. So it's going to take time, but in all honesty, it's definitely what you're going to want to use preferred over Apple's whatever it is. I, I don't even know the name <laughs> of it. It's called, the, it's called and, Apple Pay for very good reason. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I down to it. You really don't kind of want to work with your credit card opposed to your bank because credit cards are definitely going to slam you with different fees opposed to your bank hitting you with your your direct funds like that's your cash. So when you're working with Apple, yes, you have direct access to your credit card in terms of wanting to spend on it, on whatever and using it straight from your mobile phone. But at the end of the day, not just security. It's going to come down to money itself, and that's where I think a lot of people are, are going to be hit with next. I think that's going to be the next big hit, honestly, with Apple when you talk about hacking. People are going straight into that. Like, Apple Pay, it's a target, and it's only a matter of time before we see it. That Amen. It's, it's, Amen.
0: A it's a it's Apple Pay is a target. Let me tweet that. <laughs> Apple Pay is a target. Uh, before we go to Matthew, real quick, Dallin, correct me here. Was there not a BlackBerry Wallet application on Legacy OS?
1: You know, uh, that's a good question. I didn't see anything like that. I didn't use anything like that. But um, now that you mention that, I vaguely recall something like that
0: Mm that they had. There was something. I mean, there was something out there. Uh, Maybe open up your device and check BlackBerry World.
1: my three-year-old bold 9930 has NFC, okay? I mean... (laughs) So, but apparently it wasn't relevant until the iPhone 6 came out, so
0: uh, I don't know. Well, they invented it. I mean, that makes sense, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, we'll move over to Matthew. Uh, he's our Apple guy here. What are your I thoughts the on title. it?
7: Um, okay. Um, with regards to security in Apple, if you look at stuff like Touch ID, and including with Apple Pay, the NSC radio that they use, or, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a radio, and um, the secure enclave on the iPhone 5S and up, they're, they're specifically, they're not unhackable. I, I understand that. The whole iCloud thing kind of threw a wrench in what, my own mind what was secure about Apple. But I'd like to think that current NFC technology, I have seen where it, is, where it can be hacked as an end-to-end result. I don't think that can really happen with Apple Pay so much because most of the device information, kind of like Touch ID, is stored in a very secure area of the device... And whether or not, I don't know the exact, you know, how well encrypted it is, how well protected it is and all that, but I'd like to think that overall it's it's a stronger security solution in some regards than what BlackBerry is offering, at least at least in terms of mass appeal. Because BlackBerry has had NFC for several years longer, but outside, of, you know, the, the Music Gateway and a few other accessories, and, you know, some NFC-enabled devices or accessories as well. I really haven't seen BlackBerry really push that sort of same market, even when they were on top of the consumer world in, like, 2008,
0: 2009. And, and, you know, I'll give you that. I'll give you that because here in America, BlackBerry has had such a dismal kind of public perception. There are markets where people are actually paying with their BlackBerries, and have been for many years. And we got to think of it like this. Apple and Google are just now adding in device encryption. So yes, everything is stored on the device, but it's not encrypted yet. It will be in a forthcoming update to the OS where they tack those services on. Again, this is something BlackBerry's had, period. You know, This is something they've had since the, the very beginning, having that on-device de- encryption. Again, the data on-device and at-rest is still important. Data in transit is something totally different when you're actually making that payment. And, it, and it's funny because... Again, as we look at BlackBerry's strategy, it is cross-device. It's cross-platform. Bez, we want all your iPhones and Androids under our infrastructure. We want you to make Apple payments because we are there. We're in the back end. We're making it secure beyond the device, and that's where BlackBerry Mm -hmm. is looking with Project Ion, the Internet of Things, and these kind of platforms that they'll bring together. Again, BlackBerry wants to enable. They don't necessarily want to saturate, and we see that Mm -hmm. happening with Apple Apple and iOS, Apple and Android. You see it happening. Those are the consumer big guns. They are the giants, and we'll give them that. But who's going to be behind that, making sure it doesn't all fall apart? <laughs> so, you seem, so you think BlackBerry's success then will be primarily based in the underpinnings of Q and X.
7: It's sort of the, the foundation for a lot more things than that Apple and Google's services would rely on to give them a competitive edge, at least in the
0: concept of the internet. Apple and Google, in the vehicle, who are they riding the back of? QNX. and X. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a pattern across these industries as they merge and kind of create this project ion that they're working on. If we look forward as well, you know, you mentioned QNX. I see it bigger. I see this global network infrastructure of servers, data centers. <laughs> I see the TSL tunnel that's protecting our BBM conversations. Right, right. Exactly, though. They have their own internet, as Kevin had mentioned. They are really going to be their own type of carrier one way or another. They have a virtual phone platform. How do you guys feel about multiple numbers on one phone after this 2 uh, acquisition? And we're talking about multiple numbers on one phone across any device, so Apple, Android, BlackBerry. It's, it's a new horizon for us in terms of security. Chad, what yes. do you have to say on it?
4: Honestly, having the two... Numbers available that takes BlackBerry balance of having the work and the personal to its like a separate level. I wish I had that available from previous jobs. Um, just being able to carry one device, having two different lines on it, so I can screen my calls from work, so I don't have to give out my personal number. I don't have to carry two devices. Honestly, that if they move forward with it, definitely gonna make sure I have two lines.
0: I'm excited about it, man. It's just great that I'll be able to have that number across devices as well. I, I, I wish I, I'm going really to need to get a Berry Flow Bez server and just like all get this access. <laughs> Brandon, did you have anything you want to mention as per a cloud phone platform for Blackberry?
6: Uh, actually, I just want to get the Q-next and the uh, security phones all mm-hmm. around that. How, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be something that needs to be behind the Google and the Apple phones to kind of protect everything. And it's kind of interesting now because all these iPad hacking and stuff like that is coming into the forefront now. And people are worried about naked images and stuff like that, but, you know, when the threat starts becoming whether someone can hack your traffic lights, but everything in the grid and people start crashing, I mean, then it's going to get really real. So you really need something behind an infrastructure, not just wireless infrastructure, but but generally all types of infrastructure future. And QNX and BlackBerry can potentially play a really big role in that, and I believe they will play a big role in that. Just to emphasize, you're there, Jims. I
0: appreciate the emphasis. I mean, give me an underline, italicize, capitalize all that shit. (laughs) No. Let's move on from that because I know there's so much we could say as per money, security, you know, the the platform they're building on. I do want to talk about a slider patent that was recently seen. Before I get into it, I want to talk about this not being the only slider patent we've seen from BlackBerry. We saw a slider patent for the Milan device, which was essentially a 9810 rebuilt for BlackBerry 10. We've seen a flex screen BlackBerry that can fold over and clamp like a clamshell. Um, There's a lot of patents here that BlackBerry's been working on. We've seen the R&D kind of continue to be a a forward-looking part of BlackBerry. I think they're one of the top R&D spenders in Canada at this point. And that's a title they've held on to for a couple years now. I want to say like four or five. Someone correct me in the comments if I'm wrong there. But as we look at the innovative push that BlackBerry has to say for this Visa-type slider, would you guys like or use something like this in 2015? And I want to start with Matthew, and I'll start calling out, because I know we all got something to say on this. Matthew, kick it off.
7: Uh, in terms of a QWERTY device that kind of folds into an all-touch device, yeah, I would use that
0: like, a million times over. But
7: just like a solid QWERTY or a solid like, touch, all-touch experience, because I have those needs where I, even though I still use a 10 on, on the daily, I have that built-in love for a corded keyboard, back to my Q10 days. And I miss that all the time. So like having that sort of device interchangeability is, to me, it's, it's a great way to switch from one thing to another. When it comes to like the actual design of the patent of the, the BlackBerry Visa, it, it uses a really cool sort of hinge mechanism where it just kind of, it'll slide into a three row of keys, like the Passport, and then it'll snap in, push in, and get two rows, and then snap in, push in for one row. And then it'll switch to an alt touch. At least that's what I've gathered from the schematics, mm-hmm. and it's just it just it looks phenomenal. And like yeah, yeah. I don't like the the, the patent design they use because it looks like a bulky mess. But it, it like it, you know if BlackBerry had you know a year or so of refinement to work out all the kinks, you know, give you a nice thin package with a beautiful sort of design that they kind of put in with the. The Q10 or not the Q10? The, uh, the passport and the classic. That that could be something
0: I would uh, fall in love with. You'd be all about it. So so yeah. slider or passport? What would you go for? If I if I offered you both right now, which one would you pick? Oh slider. <laughs> oh, is so it? You're all about the slider because you don't have to give up anything. You get both. You know, kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, I, I I you and I have talked this. Multiple times, we're still waiting on your concept designs <laughs> as, per, as per something like this. So, Come tell us what you tell us what you feel about this recent patent. Kind of the, the way they've uh, en- engineered such a keyboard. Is this something you'd be interested in, or are you waiting for an all-touch pure device? What do you have to say? Definitely the slider
2: because it's going to give you the best of both worlds. And and the way that the patent was describing the device, uh, I. It's, it's similar to something that I was really trying to work on, but, you know, if, if they're reading my mind, fantastic. Take it away. I, I'm going to spend lots of money on those kind of things. But um, it, the device itself, I, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as bulky as what you see in that, that schematic. It's just a, those are just done for concept. It's really just to get the idea across without giving the actual image for any other kind of a company to try to take you know so it, it's definitely something that's gonna wind up being pretty intuitive uh, definitely innovative and without a doubt it's gonna hold true to the way that the 9800 series wound up actually perfecting that kind of a slider And we've seen some other devices out there from other other providers that uh, were actually pretty cool you know but the way that the torch worked out that slider was perfect I never had a problem with that thing once and the only difference was the keyboard itself was just pretty small But when you're going to factor in the notion that it's going to have similar attributes as the passport keyboard, you're completely eliminating any of the problems that you would have had from previous devices. And I think they're playing it very smart, you know,
0: so they're really keeping ahead of it. If we look at BlackBerry from a services perspective, they're all about duality, being able to play on both sides, consumer and enterprise. And it's like this device literally encompasses both of those. You get the consumer-friendly. I can put it in landscape. I can play my games. I can watch my videos. And I have the kick-ass keyboard in a portrait style. That's something we've kind of been missing. The Passport gives us the one-to-one ratio, but we haven't seen any rectangular QWERTY devices. As you said, I'm really excited about a a slider device as well. I do want to ask here, Darius, would you pick up a slider-type device and would you call it the Visa (laughs) to play off the Passport naming? (laughs)
5: Hey, you know what? The, the Visa is actually a pretty dope name. Like, nonetheless, I just, you know, I, I, I just hope that it's, or let's say this comes to, to apps. You know, I hope they don't downplay the specs of it. You know, I hope they really do give it, you know, the specs that it deserves. Um, I was a Torch user from the first one. I mean, the day it was released, I was in AT&T buying that device. Um, but I think, one, from from the patents that we've seen, it's an old filing so we don't even know if this is even true. It just kind of raises eyebrows, especially for those who are BlackBerry Torch users. The filing's old. The filing's like from back in like 2009, so it's definitely an old patent. Nonetheless, could it be resurrected? It could be. I think it's kind of a dope uh, concept in terms of the form factor and if it were to come to HAPS, it would definitely be a lot thinner. but let's just say if it is, then it just kind of fits in line with the Passport's form factor and more innovation coming from Blackberry. So I personally feel like it should come, you know, to the forefront. But, um, you know, a couple of things, just what type of keyboard will we see with it? Because I think that's going to be a big kind of like a, a check mark for people who want to buy the device. If it has a classic keyboard, then cool. Or if it has a Passport keyboard... I'm all with it. But if it has a Q10 keyboard, and eh, because a lot of people want really fans of the Q10's keyboard opposed to BBOS legacy devices keyboards, especially with the classic coming out. A lot of those keyboard lovers are like, oh, my God, I have to have it because that keyboard just – the feel of the form of that keyboard, the format of the keyboard itself is the seller. So trying to get readjusted from that BBOS, uh, you know, keyboard format to the new one a lot of people didn't really transition over well, which is why the classic is now, you know, put in place for that. So mm-hmm. it's a lot of things is gonna happen. Another thing with the torch, what I don't forget is that the torch keyboard did have a very cheap feel, very plasticky, very clicky. It, it just it was a lot of things wrong with it, but it suited your needs. It, it, it did get the job done, so you can't really complain too much. But if you cheap want and to,
0: clicky, that's Jube's right? favorite. That's Jubee's favorite <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> but there's a there's a lot of things with it. But like I said, it, it's an old file and it's nothing. I don't want to get people too excited about. I know there's like, but rumors saying that like we expect this next year. But don't 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 get where t- where the
0: hell did that come from, man? Yeah,
5: like that's kind of you know it's just just with the whole Manitoba thing. Oh, this is the big thing. Guess what? It's a Z. It's an LTE version of the Z three. So
0: and we're gonna talk about that. So
5: <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna we're
0: getting there, man. We're getting yeah, there. We're Chad. Crazy, Chad, crazy. Chad Slider. Tell me about it, bro. Tell me about it. What do you feel? If it was
4: on, like, a Z30 form or Z Z3 form, it would be nice to have a slider version of it. Um, I would like to see it with the Z10. The Z10, you know, honestly, the size of the device is amazing. And if you could just swipe up, have a Q10 keyboard on the bottom, perfect. But to be honest, I would love to see a passport slider or a way of those keys to, like, hide. You got a square touchscreen device, and then you swipe it up. You got the keys right there. That, to me
0: would be an ultimate device. I'd buy it. I'd buy, I'd buy us all one.
4: Just, just
5: like, <laughs> I'm passport.
0: holding it to you, and we quote oh, you on shit. that. shit. No, don't. Don't just, let, me, let me get you all passports first. Like, come on. This,
5: this lives in YouTube forever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Google Hangouts. You're such a dog. <laughs> Jubei, slider, man. Tell me about it. You're not sold on the P99, what is it, 83, 93? 83. What about a slider? Would you? Would you go for it?
3: I would go for a slider. I think uh, out of all the legacy devices, um, the Bold and the Torch seems to be like the two strongest offerings, um, iconic offerings BlackBerry has made. And um, there's so many people that are fingers crossed, hoping for a slider. I l- I've had slider devices. I've had Android devices before that were sliders. Um, even back before I had my Android, I had Helio devices. And they were all sliders, like the Ocean, the Ocean 2 devices. I don't even know if anyone knows what I'm talking about. But um, I'm a huge slider fan. And the concept, we all know, that we saw, um, that they submitted, that they filed. Another caveman drawing, I remember everyone's reaction when they saw the uh, passport uh, version of that. When they submitted that and they filed that, everyone was like, what the hell is this shit? And uh, now that the passport's out, we see how much of an incredible you know refinement and, and, and you know, brilliant design it was. So um, looking at the early drawings, it can't, it can't really it, can, it could be something, it could be nothing. Don't know. But I know that the BlackBerry is um, working on a slider, just due f- um, to the huge demand out there from people.
0: They're still hanging onto their torches.. <laughs> Yo, oh, they're still hanging on to their storms.
5: Am I right, Kev? Am I right? <laughs> oh man. So uh, why
2: are you <laughs> hating on me right now? With my with my BlackBerry Wallet installed on <laughs> in my storm. So
0: so what does BlackBerry Wallet do? Just real quick before we move on to uh before we move on here, what's BlackBerry Wallet about?
2: Uh, just basically storing your credit cards, passwords, um, gift cards in one one secured location, so that you don't have to keep filling out all these different forms when you're online. It just accesses right from your device and tranches the information.
0: That's pretty handy. Still. It's like a password manager slash... Yep. Not really mobile payments, but it makes mobile payments easier. Right. So that's, that's interesting. I could see an evolution of that with BBM money maybe tied in. Makes my wallet thinner. <laughs> exactly. Storm device is so big. Beba, Brandon, BMO, tell me about a slider. Would you get it? You got a Z30. Is something you'd be interested in?
6: Oh, definitely. Um, I'd be interested if it was like a Z30... Uh, Type of a device where it was, uh, you know, a landscape type of device. Yeah. I think what really interested me about the the patent was the apparent size of the keyboard that would be popping out. It looks like it. It looks like it could possibly be like the same passport keyboard popping out that three-row keyboard. And I wonder if that's going to be a trend moving forward with Blackberry devices this next. Uh, this three-row keyboard instead, of, and they're gonna start ditching the the old classic keyboards. I don't know. That's interesting. But I'd definitely be interested in a landscape uh, slider device.
0: Yo, when, when you're talking about touch capacitive sensitive keyboards, I mean, when you when you set the staple of innovation for a keyboard, it's like you gotta expand on it. I know Kev is expecting Passport Two and further iterations of this keyboard. But I want to hear what Dallin has to say about a keyboard. I mean, rather a slider device.
1: So okay. So one of the reasons that I downgraded from a Z30 to a little old Bold 9930 was because I realized that there wasn't a single device in existence that could do everything that I that I possibly wanted in a smartphone. It just doesn't exist right now. Um, I think a BB10 slider might be that device for me, and um, I'm really excited about it. If they if they implement it well, um, then it, it could really be. So I, I'm thinking of an of an analogy here. So you got the passport and the visa. The passport is getting your foot in the door. So the passport is BlackBerry's re entrance into the, you know, saying, hey, we're back and we're legit. The visa lets you stay for good, right? Or you know, I mean, that, that's kind of the analogy I'm thinking of. So you get the passport to get regenerate interest in the brand, oh, and shit. then you release a you release a visa, a slider, a BB10 slider, and that's like. People oh, are like starting to go, whoa, whoa, that's they're, they're back. Ingenious.
0: That's ingenious. I mean think about I mean a passport gets you in, the visa lets you stay. That's I, right. I'm, I see what you're saying. I'm I'm with it. Your Blackberry Marketing, very flow. you Flow. you're first. I'm very flow don't steal our shit man <laughs> steal our stuff <laughs> so I do want to hear uh, uh, let's move a little bit on from the slider concept and let's talk about the passport price tag this is what you know the viewers are really waiting for here we're talking about the passport this thing is launching tomorrow along with some other goodies that we'll, we'll maybe pinch on a little bit later they are underscoring the iPhone 6 by a 150 dollars off contract you, that's bold Du I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for <laughs> Chen, just seeing the relevance and the need for that in his products. Um, we've seen a couple of interesting partnerships here so far. We've seen them working with Amazon. We've seen them kind of expanding some of their reach. It would be so cool to see this device go global. You know, you can get it anywhere you where you are. You know, by the end of the year, that would be something awesome to really see. Do you guys think we're going to see something like that with the Passport? This is a global phone. As Dallon as said, it's going to bring you into the camp. What do you guys think about the passport pricing, and what do you guys think about the passport launching out tomorrow? Are you guys excited? I want to start with Brandon, and I'll work my way back. Brandon, what are your thoughts? I know you you're kind of upset that you couldn't be there in Toronto. You're our, you and Ronell are our, our, our Toronto guys.
6: Yeah, I'm upset. I'm i in Spain visiting uh, family because my cousin's getting married, so I had to. Uh, family comes first, you know. Even though, you know, Blackbeard's a close second. Anyways, in terms of the passport. No, I think it's the pricing range is a good. Um, I think it's it's a good spot, sweet spot there at five ninety nine. If they go any lower, some people might you know not look at it as such a, a premium device. And if they went too expensive, people would be like how they already are. And they're like Blackberry's overpriced. I think the five ninety nine, you know, it's a bit on the more pricey side, but then again, it's 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 really undercutting the iPhone 6, which is you know that next premium device in that range. So I think it's a good sweet spot. And I think in terms of a global phone, whether it's going to catch on globally, uh, I'm not so sure. I think it's going to be maybe one of the first devices in a line of a long list of devices that BlackBerry will come out with over the next couple of years that will start spurring some more interest in BlackBerry 10.
0: Damn, you said it all. I mean, that's it. That's it right there. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> that's now. That's, that's exactly how I feel about it. I mean, the pricing is just spot on. If they could get this device into people's hands with immediacy, with urgency, I, I, I just know it's going to do well. The people who, you know, are putting any kind of thought toward it are going to get it because it's accessible to them. That's my the main thing about it. Darius, talk to, talk to me about price, man. I know you're all about the money here.
5: I'm going to tell you, man, that, that John Chen, he's like an asshole. I'm going to tell you why, because <laughs> think about how he how you did it, right? It's like iPhone comes out, right? It's like, damn, you know, man, they're going to do their press event. They're going to launch their phone before the passport. Oh, man, it's just like dark clouds over BlackBerry again. He waits. He sees what they do. Okay, boom. I think, like, he's really been debating. And he, I think he really told people, was like, you know, we're going to wait and see what the price of this device has because... The BlackBerry, like they finally got it right. That's one thing I want to say. They finally got the fucking price point right. Now you can, now just drop the price point of the fucking bold ninety nine hundred for whatever reason. You have it at four hundred dollars. Um,
0: nah, I, leave it, leave it there, and give me a cheap classic, man. That'll get people. That would get people over.
5: And see, but then it, it kind of contradicts itself. because why if you if you do price the uh, the classic cheaper than the bold then it's like, what are you kind of saying? I mean, don't get me wrong, because the bold is being bought in the enterprise space. I get it. I get it. But the contradiction is still there. But I say, John Chen, he's an asshole, and he's so funny. Like I I said, I just love his attitude, because he really probably sat down with his people, and he said, look, we're just going to wait for them to reveal the price on his iPhone. We're going to undercut them, but we're not going to sell ourselves short, and we're also going to stay up there with the other premium um, flagship phones that are out there as well. And not only that, when we do launch the device, it's going to be, not in terms of the price, but the device itself is really going to not only cater and be directed to a specific audience, but the consumers are going to see a lot of things. So with this bending of the iPhone 6 and all these other things, this is just really just kind of giving BlackBerry even more leverage especially when this device drops and people are going to start seeing this they're going to be like you know what I'm into that what's the price oh it's cheaper than my iPhone I'm with it and not only that it's still cheaper than some of the current flagships that have been that came out and released months ago so and
0: even they're out specking some of those devices as well. You know, yeah, there it's, it's got a, it's got a nice spec sheet. It reads well. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a
5: beast, man. It's a BlackBerry. It is a BlackBerry, people. Like <laughs> this is a BlackBerry <laughs> for once that is finally kicking the competition's ass, and I'm just excited about it. I was tired of just being. I mean, don't get me wrong. We we weren't we aren't spec people, but for once we can talk a little shit and say we we got you guys beat this time.
0: Yeah, hey, our High-end flagship has the OIS yeah. camera and a 13 megapixel camera. Yeah, yeah. Where, you, where you got smart pixels or whatever the hell they're called. So, Chad, <laughs> we did get. And the difference is marketing jargon. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Chad, crazy. I have a question. I have a question for you here from our BBM channel. i rather our our, our our very full website in the comments. Uh, Sean Burke over at BB Powered asked, "What are your thoughts on this device, the Passport? Branching out." to a so-called mainstream and becoming an underdog hit. Is this device going to be put in the category of most innovative device of 2014 or the most bashed device of 2014 as per form factor? Chad, what are your thoughts?
4: I honestly think innovative uh, to the the highest of all the devices, honestly. Um, But honestly, you know how the states here, they view BlackBerry, and it's very difficult to show that you are a BlackBerry loyalist and how much important these devices are, not just to us, but to everyone, to show how secure the BlackBerry service is. And nobody cares. Look at all the hacks from iCloud. They don't really care for that. And um, it's just I wish uh, the states will open their eyes and really see how much this BlackBerry Passport is going to be the game changer. Um, I tell it everywhere, everywhere, everybody I work with, they all laugh at me, I'm walking down the hallways with my BlackBerry mug, but you know, to be honest, the Passport, it's going to be a game changer.
0: Yeah, you said Blackboard, that's a good tablet. Sorry. That's a good tablet name. There you go. <laughs> the Blackboard. <clears throat> I wanted to sell a stylus called The Chalk. Hmm. <laughs> no,
5: Marketing.
0: I'm, I'm... Matthew, what did you want to drop on it? Uh,
7: I think the Passport has three really important, important things going for it, you know, with the price. Uh, I'm mean, When you look at, a, like, a like a typical Android flagship, like, right here, the Galaxy Note 4 pricing, uh, from Verizon Wireless, it is unlocked for 800 and something dollars, with all of its blueware on it. For AT&T, it, you can buy it for $665 without a contract. From Sprint, it's 529 contract free, so it's just a little bit below the uh, for uh, below the the passport, and it just it, it, when you have when you look at its specs and pricing, with the fact that it also has like, this incredible like, application ecosystem with 10.3 I think that when carriers, like people like, you know uh, I think it was Ronnell, is, is the is the is the guy who works the Canadian carriers? Car- carriers, I think.
0: Yeah.
7: Uh, he he he. If he can able to put that across, that it has access to the Amazon App Store and
5: mm-hmm.
7: all of these applications, and it has a beautiful user interface. And it has all these innovative features, you know, with the, with the keyboard, and it has a comparable camera with. OIS, and if, you know, if he's able to sell it in the same way that it's, you know, it's just like the six plus. It has the exact same, you know, camera capabilities as the six plus. You know, you, you, removing the, the marketing jargon aside and the size so saying not it has focus pixels, but it has like it has a higher megapixel count. You know, you know, typical things some consumers will look at. I think it may push people to really just kind of embrace and love the device a lot more in some areas of the world than others. Right. And you also look at it from the perspective of, like, the community, like, it's off-contract price, that's that's pretty damn good.
4: (laughs) The (laughs) loyalists are going to pick it up.
7: Yeah, I really think those are some of the strongest aspects of the Passport. I really think when the price was revealed, I really think it's going to sell, like, well, not amazingly well, but it'll sell very well for a device of its class.
0: Can't hear anything, James. Yeah, no. Uh, sorry about that. I said it's gonna sell better than the Z10. I know that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought one. I still rock it. Love it.
2: There's
0: a couple I here that are still it. rocking a Z10. I mean, holding true, son. Holding true. Holding <laughs>
2: true.
0: I, I appreciate the rep. I know, and we got hit like, three people here in the group still rocking you know, those first generation BlackBerry 10 devices. Just amazing how far we've come in a year of BlackBerry 10. This OS from 10.0 really bad, <laughs> to <laughs> 10.3. is, is just mag- a magnificent transformation of BlackBerry aligning its software business with its hardware business. You're seeing innovation twofold. It's not only a cool, touch-sensitive keyboard, but it's the software behind it. It's that fourth contextual virtual row. Just awesome to see them kind of building forward. They're not giving up. They're here in the game, and they're going to play competitively. I mean, it's just really exciting to see it overall. Uh, Jube, passport what are we talking here? You've seen it you've seen it before any of us. You've got to get a hands on. Is this something you want or is this something you're going to pass on? Um actually I like the passport
3: a lot. Uh as far as the price point, I think that what Blackberry understands besides that, you know, they need to competitively price it is that they understand the concept of adoption. And this is the biggest fail that they had when they first launched BB10 with such a high uh, you know rate for the uh, Z10 was that uh, not many people purchased it because it was outrageously priced I mean besides the terrible marketing but right now the idea for uh, blackberry is to get blackberry 10 devices in as many hands as possible and adoption is their biggest uh, ally if they can just price it intelligently get into people's hands that it's going to speak for itself that passport visually, uh, speaks for itself, and then when you use 10.3, the OS, it's going to speak for itself. Just get into people's
0: hands; it'll make all the just, difference. Just, just put it in their hands, they'll figure the rest out. They don't. You make you, you make such a great point, Jubei, that really the the device and the software right now is at a tipping point. There was a great post on the BlackBerry Business, uh, BlackBerry Inside BlackBerry blog, and they're talking about the BlackBerry family and what it means and, and you know, what it stands for, and, and you look at it, and the Passport is that device. It's We're a new company with a new vision, with a new focus, a new execution team, and we're going to be here to make this happen. This is the beginning of a new BlackBerry, and it's such a great first foot forward. I'm just so stoked about it, and Jovey, you kind of encapsulated all that for me but with some of your statements. I do want to hear about Dallin because this guy's on the 9930 a week ago. <laughs> 9930 to Passport. Let's talk volumes. Are... Tell us how you feel about it. So, I've, I've warmed up to the
1: passport over time. When when I when when it you know first was officially announced, and when I saw it, I was like, How on earth would I even use this thing? Um, will it fit in my pocket? How will it look when I'm holding it up to my my head on a phone call? Am I going to look like an idiot? Um, how is that capacitive touch keyboard going to work with only three rows? I mean, how? And then there's a virtual row that pops up when, you know, with contextual uh, characters depending on what you're doing. How am I going to adapt to that? Um, all of those doubts have kind of fallen by the wayside as more and more information has come out about the passport. Um, this is going to be a game-changing device. It is. Um, I, I really believe it is because. Once people get their hands on it, they're going to be like, whoa. I mean, look at this screen. It's amazing. What is it, 1440 by 1440? Something like that? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You do not need landscape mode anymore. It's obsolete with this device, right? I mean, uh, that, that's huge. Uh, being able to edit spreadsheets, if you want to, um, on a smartphone is huge uh, for, for productivity purposes. I mean the applications really are endless. I mean, I can see medical professionals looking at x-rays and, and medical um, schematics, um, engineers looking at, at blueprints um, in, in high-resolution detail. Uh, I mean, I think it really is going to be... It, it obviously is geared towards professionals, but I think that will definitely carry over for the for the average consumer. They're going to see this device, and it's going I think it's going to appeal to them in a way that other other devices haven't and that's and it's grown on me. If it's grown on me, I think it would grow on a lot of people. So That's funny um,
3: that you mentioned the professional side because that's how originally BlackBerry had their devices for professionals and there's this gimmick thing that people have. It's like a psychological element where it's like, oh what is that? Oh it's a passport. But it's for professionals. You know, everyone right. wants to be a professional. Everyone wants to be intelligent. Everyone wants to be successful. Right. And BlackBerry represents that. So yes. uh, that, that's that goes part of what I was saying as far as like it's going to sell itself.
0: I I wholeheartedly agree here. I do want to hear what Kev has to say. Kev's real real picky with his devices. He almost has them all just so he doesn't have to choose. So Kev, <laughs> pick it. Passport or Classic? That's Passport. That's Passport. Please. Um, you, you had mentioned that in the group, but you kind of went back and forth. So It
3: was, it was the day.
2: Well, it's the innovation, and that's what it comes down to. Um, I don't need to step backwards. I don't need to make that transition from the legacy devices to, you know, BlackBerry 10. I just don't need to. It's not that difficult to pick up. Once you give it a day, even a couple of hours, you're good to go. Now, to, right. to try to... I guess quelled my, my excitement for tomorrow's event because I'm not going to be able to watch this and going to be working. Um, I headed out to my local AT&T just to see whether or not somebody would slip up and give me some information whether they were going to wind up getting a device and if so when would they get this device and what not. Mum's um, the word with them so instead what happened was I wound up getting into a long conversation with several of the, the reps there because it was a slow day for them and I, I asked them all about key points here. Uh, those key points were really what happens in their minds as to why they're not pushing BlackBerry and what it was that BlackBerry did or didn't do. And we all kind of know those, those things, but as to why they may not pick up the passport, which is what they're telling me. We already know, Chen has already stated it's coming stateside, so clearly the two main carriers are going to wind up picking this up. They're just left out in the dark. But what they were mentioning were these things, and I'll, in, in the order, I'll mark it down here, it was based off of the timing that they've had and their history with timing on these devices. Uh, the market, who were they really trying to deal with because when you got these other platforms out there, Android and, and Apple, they're doing their thing. It's really tough to kind of creep in with Windows being that, that new third place, you know, that market. It's really tough to crack. So they're concerned about that. Uh, they were definitely concerned about the price point, which is a fantastic topic that we were just touching up on. And then also the staying power. So when you're looking at all of those things the timing John Chen is just perfect okay the fact that he just winds up leaking this information even when he knows he w- wasn't supposed to he's trying to stop everybody else from talking about it he's the first one to go ahead and do it and make a statement that yes Blackberry is back to stay. Um, as far as the market you're talking about the specs you're talking about the innovation and that's clearly geared towards anybody who is really looking to pick up a device that will be unique okay that does indeed set itself apart from what's out there and the Passport is the first device of its kind like everybody was stating you know it is completely, like down. I believe you are the one who stated it, there is no need for landscape mode now okay it is there it is perfect you can do anything you need to whether you're professional whether you're just a consumer and you just want something different it's very very capable for you it's a potent device and you, you look at all those aspects, and, and the staying power is clear. Why wouldn't this device stick around at that price point? The 599 off contract in the U.S., significantly cheaper than the iPhone, significantly cheaper than the other flagship phones that are out there, and the specs are there to boot. This is what we've been screaming for since legacy devices. We wanted just specs, number one, to, to compete with what's out there, but down the road, that... Just always fail to be the case. We wind up still having yesteryear specs, and they've come out and they're putting these top-of-the-line equipment, top-of-the-line hardware and software together to really keep us future-proofed for the next, you know, however many decades. It's a, it's an outstanding device, and there's no reason why nobody, why anybody shouldn't pick this up. It's, it's a fantastic
0: device. It's awesome. Chen's like, yeah, we respect what we're building, you know. That's how I feel. It's like they almost disrespected themselves by making the Z10 and Q10 so understated because they're awesome devices. I get that there were some hitches with that initial launch and some of the features offering and the the refinements that still needed to be done, but you had to get it in market, and now it's here. Now it's evolving, and with the Passport, it just stands for such a sentiment for how this company is changing. I do want to hear from another here about what they feel on the Passport. After uh, Kevin, we were going to move forward what else do you guys think about the uh, Passport? Brandon, is the Passport something you can pick up?
6: Well, I mean, obviously it's the latest BlackBerry 10 device. Obviously, I'm to pick it up. But, um, in, boy. Terms of, yeah, <laughs> in terms of, you know... Is it my ideal device, to be honest? You know, I'm not one to, to completely judge a book by its cover. I'm willing to get it in my hands and see how it feels and, and then judge it afterwards see after using it. Based I hear you, man. That's, that's sensible.
0: Off, yeah. yeah. Based on I mean, the you know, look you... alone.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: no, just like, you know, when you take a girl out, you yeah. look at her. You look back, you're like, hmm. <laughs> let, me t- let me take you out before I try to move forward with this because you might be a crazy bitch. <laughs>
5: exactly. not I don't think Blackburn
0: has got one. Right. You got to smooze. You got you to gotta, you gotta get hands on, as, as you had mentioned. <laughs> so let's see here. Let's move on just a little bit forward here because I want to talk about this event. We have Alex there. He's already in Canada. He's situating down at his hotel. He didn't want to come on because he's hungry. He's probably going to go get some poutine. I, I mentioned it to him. He's like, what's that? So we'll have to get him educated on that brand. Maybe send him a BBM of a picture, because I'm pretty yeah. sure he knows what french fries are. Maybe he can make the jump to adding gravy there. I, I told him <laughs> to go
6: to Smoke's Poutinery. Everybody in uh, everybody in Canada P- knows what that is. Hopefully he finds
0: Pout- it. Poutinery? Is that, is that a thing? Is that a word? It's like the Waffle House <laughs>
4: here in Florida.
0: Yo, Waffle Houses are so ghetto, but so good. It's like that drunk late night, I need something, and there it is. So I can imagine what it does for you. you, do you there. <laughs> Now, I'm I'm definitely excited about the Passport. I think as well as we look toward what this launch is going to be actually offering, that Chen, as as Kevin kind of mentioned, tossed the Passport out there, even when he wasn't supposed to, to kind of take the media attention away from some of the other things they've been working on. Let's talk about BlackBerry 10's killer app that is coming alongside the launch of this Passport, and that's Blend. I mean, we're talking about something that kind of makes Apple continuity look a little bit disambiguous in terms of how cross-platform and open it is. Um, I'm really excited about Blend. I know Brandon is as well. Let's start with Brandon on the topic, and we'll kind of move across the board here. I want to hear from Darius, and I certainly want to hear from Jubei as well. Brandon, uh, let's start it off. Let's talk about Blend and what we may be seeing at this event tomorrow.
6: What we may be seeing with Blend is basically the best thing ever. No, just kidding. Well, it could be the best thing ever. It is to me.
0: Awesome basically, it's gonna,
6: Yeah. Basically, it's going to give you the ability to reply to your BBMs, your text messages, your emails, and also check out you know, BBM channels, your tweets, your hub. Most of the things you have on your, on your device, you'll be able to reply to them and receive them on a desktop or tablet. And it looks like it's going to include iPads and Android tablets, and it looks like it's going to be able to, you know, access your device and send and receive those messages through either, you know, your wireless network, Wi-Fi, or through attaching your device to another device using USB. So it's going to be really cool for people, especially in enterprise, you know, instead of having to constantly be on your device, you know, texting away, looking, you know. Like you're not doing work, you actually have like a legit, you know, system, uh, like on your desktop, so you can actually reply to emails and BBMs much in the same way that at work you reply to emails. Anyways, it's a professional, you know, communication um, system, BBM for enterprise users, and it should be treated as
0: such.
4: Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree.
0: With Blend as well, you know, it's part of the BlackBerry service model where they offer something to the enterprise. It seems a lot with like EBBM and what they're doing there that they have a subscription type model where you pay yearly for licenses, etc. So I can see them doing something similar with Blend. Chad, let's take off with, with what you have to say about the product in service offering I definitely see this being something for consumers in your daily life do you see yourself using blend and being able to you know extend your experience across devices well definitely especially currently
4: we have bridge available I use it with my playbook all the time yes it feels a little bit limited and a lot of the availability was disabled from the legacy devices but honestly I still use my playbook every day I sync it. Right now, my device is connected to my playbook. My playbook's upstairs. My daughter's playing with it. But uh, I still use it. And with Blend coming in with the ability to broaden the horizon of what is going to be available, it's just going to be insane. Um, I'm looking forward to it as a consumer. Um, I'm going to be using it daily. I'm looking forward to it.
0: And it's just great to see them expanding on their kind of concept run of modular computing with Bridge. Uh, Dalin, I want to speak with you and then we'll move over to Darius, and we'll continue down the line because Blend is such an expansive little turning point for BlackBerry. Uh, what do you think, especially having a PlayBook and Legacy device, what do you think Blend is going to be able to offer you with your Q10 and potentially future BlackBerry 10 devices?
1: Well, so... As the others have mentioned, it's just going to be a, a kind of a natural extension of the original bridge functionality between legacy devices, between BB10 devices and the playbook. But this this is, I think this is bigger than a lot of us realize, because one of these buzzwords that's been floating around for several years now in, in the tech, um, you know, in tech circles is convergence. We hear that word a lot, convergence, where, where the, it's a seamless... Integration of mobile, desktop, and tablets into a single unified platform.
5: Dom, did, did you
0: did you read my drafts? Because I literally have an article. About it. No, no, dude. Same wavelength,
4: been. man.
1: So we're but, there. So, we're there. Continue. Yeah, so, so, so here's here's where I'm going with this. Apple is trying. You can see it happening. They're trying to bring um, OS 10 into convergence with iOS, right, uh, across all of their devices. Um, Microsoft is trying to do this convergence with Windows. They're, they're subtly making these changes. They're rebranding Windows Phone to just be Windows. Right? It's just going to be a Windows device. They want to bring their, um, you know, their platform across those devices. Um, and Google with the same with uh, Chrome OS and Android. They're trying to kind of merge and, and the Chrome browser. They're trying to merge those and bring those together. Look at BlackBerry. We're like, dude, we don't need our hardware. We're use, We're going to use yours. And we're gonna make we're gonna make your smartphone your smartphone is gonna be the brains of the operation here right and and um, I, th- this is like a dream come true for me because this is what I have wanted all along I and, and smartphones are finally getting to that point where they can be your primary driver they can drive everything you know you're, you're gonna be able to edit your videos on your smartphone or using the hardware on your smartphone with a connected tablet or a connected monitor or whatever. Um, Blackberry, I think, is they are ahead of the curve on this because not only are they starting to come out with the software, they've already built the infrastructure to drive all of this, right? It,
0: this is huge. Insecure, man. I trust them. I know they're going to bring me a solution that is multi-layered. multi-layered. It's got, It's tailored for me. It's tailored for you. It's tailored for the business and the corporate and the enterprise. I'm stoked about it. And, and you've highlighted a lot of good points of the duality of what BlackBerry will be able to offer. Kev, tell me about Blend. Are you excited about this in your daily use? Are you going to be able to get something out of this?
2: Uh, I'd be able to get a lot out of it. Um, that's also something I was mentioning to those cats at AT&T because – Um, They wanted to see exactly what would be something that would entice them to go back to BlackBerry, you know, and those types of things. And when I started actually mentioning a couple of things that are right around the corner, LEMS was something that really got them intrigued. being able to utilize anybody else's hardware for whatever their agenda is, you know, whatever your your purpose would be. It's an outstanding idea. It's an outstanding concept, and it's actually coming into play. Um, For me, yeah, I mean, if I can... Uh, I believe somebody uh, was asking in the group. I'm Not sure if this was something that was mentioned about. Somebody asked us during one of those events, um, what would happen if you left your your BlackBerry device, I guess, active at home and you're away and you connected on Blends that way. But you can still, you know, access your device and those types of features no matter where you are. I'm not sure how that actually panned out, but that is a, an interesting concept to look forward to. Um, if you can actually control and edit all those those files and whatever it is and create entirely new documents and projects from afar. It's just it's, an outstanding feature. It really it, is.
0: It, it makes the iCloud look a little bit rudimentary, you know? Useless. Why are we invo- Why are we involving a third party in our data exchange? Give it yeah. to me direct. Give yeah. it to me straight from the device, as Dalin had mentioned, where the device can really be the driver here. Matthew, I want to close with you, but I do want to move to Jubay here. Blend. You, did you, have you heard anything at the events you've attended? What are your foresights on Blend and whether it's going to really be a big thing for BlackBerry? I honestly think this Passport event is going to be a twofold punch. It's Passport Blend, and you're knocked out. We did it.
7: <laughs> I, I think for as long as Blend has been in development, I've I mean, we've been hearing, you know, relative like rumors and speculation about Blend for as long as. Two and a half years, I think, and I think what one thing that Blend has on continuity, at least in Apple's case, is the just the sheer volume it can cover, and with what content you can cover. Sure, continuity can connect. You know, you can view a web page in Safari, and you know, you port it to your iPhone, your iPod, whatever you use it on. But continuity has its limitations, like. It doesn't, it doesn't do this for all apps. It only does this for certain things that, you know, people would want to use between, you know, devices, but with Blends, it's so much more, like, open and encompassing, and it can just... I feel it can just do so much more with what it's offering. I'm sure iOS 8 can bridge some functionality that, you know, that Blends can do, like in terms of answering text messages from your computer and such, you know, if you're in the case of a Mac... But those, those features aren't going to come until October. With Blends, we it may, may get it tomorrow. And right. we'll have a month on that, and you can answer it from your PC, which is something you can't do with an iPhone. You can only, it's only Mac-specific if you choose that route, unless you have an iPad. So
0: It's going to be super interesting, Matthew, as they bring this about. I mean, as you mentioned, there's are such different products. Apple has its ecosystem that builds upon itself and really does create a great kind of unparalleled experience to that sense and blackberry comes with this kind of open ubiquitous thing that's going to take our communications across i'll be able to access my phone browser through blend through the pro- protocol there i'll be able to access my work drives my dropbox all my cloud it's like i don't need a one cloud when i can have box dropbox and supposedly we're going to get OneDrive and some other – well, we already have OneDrive, but other integrations as well. I'd love to see uh, Google's uh, solution built into ours. We've already got Mega kind of working there on the back end. But just really cool things, is, as Matthew had mentioned, bringing it around where, you know, as dylan da- had also mentioned about this convergence between services and, and, and devices, where BlackBerry is kind of playing on an even playing field with everyone else and what they're trying to bring forward. Google as well is trying to bring all of these across, make Hangouts a staple kind of communication platform for them and tie that into the OS as well. What I'm seeing... Yeah, go ahead, Ken. I was going to
2: do... You, how, do you think that with Blends that what they, they may end up doing is giving you, I guess, simultaneous access to any of your BBIDs? You know, so you can just mm. draw information from any of these devices that you have and just bring it all forward. And, and if you actually have your BBID, let's say, for instance, linked to the Playbook... Um, and then you have it with your regular device at your handsets. You here's, what, here, here, here's, what I,
0: here's what I can say on it, Kev, and I'm going to just quote Dalin here, that this is bigger than, than what we know so far. And I think th- this is going to be a service for them, and it's something that's going to grow and evolve as they move forward. I do want to hear what Jube has to say on this because I know this is something he'd be able to really value because again, who wants to pull out their phone while they're already in front of a computer? It, it's it's a du- It's you know it's a really really redundant thing. And BlackBerry's addressing it head on. And it doesn't matter. We don't care what device you're running, be it a tablet, be it a Windows or Mac computer. We've got you covered. This is a cross-platform offering, and really kind of takes BlackBerry Link into the cloud, so to speak. And you're able to be able to back up files and do all those things. Your music, pictures. It's really cool kind of what they're building. Jubei, I'd like you to touch on it a little bit more to give us your perspective. Sorry, I was just uh, BBMing
3: with uh, Lucas over at Anport (laughs) BB, making fun of how the fall, winter is coming, and he loves being uh, in Australia because of the weather. Anyway, um, so Dalin is correct. James, you are correct. Um, Blend is the real big news here. Passport,
0: step aside. It was real- a distraction. It was a yes. distraction.
3: Absolutely. Those are for the kids who, who, who get enamored by uh, all the glittery lights and uh, all the gimmicks. Blend is absolutely. Now, before I go in about that, you mentioned uh, how um, you know, the, 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 the Google and, and Apple and Microsoft are building like these closed ecosystems. And Apple wrote the book on it. They created this idea where our products only work with our other products, and you, you lock people into this little Apple world. And Google picked up on that, and uh, Microsoft did as well. And the paradigm is old. It's tired. Um, people need something more innovative. People need something, as Dahlen, uh said, convergence. And Blend is such a remarkable development they did such a great job of keeping it under wraps. Um, and when the announcement comes, and more than, when they make the announcement of its capabilities and its ability to um, work with everyone, every ecosystem, it really redefines what BlackBerry has been building. When we talk about Project Ion on the Internet of Things, when we talk about how BlackBerry is going to be the uh, global fundamental structure um, where mobile communications uh, take place on. And it's such a brilliant, such a – it's such a necessary
0: thing. Um, when right, we you think demo, someone else would have done this already, but no, BlackBerry's you know, at the leading cusp of these innovations. I am not surprised because, you know,
3: outside of marketing and some of the, the boneheaded moves they've done, they've always encompassed the intelligence of um, – you know, mobile uh, evolution. And it doesn't surprise me that they're the first with it. Everyone else is creating apps and slapping these things here and there and trying to, trying to you know, do this whole Me Too scenario with their whatever offerings they're having. And Blackberry's opening up uh, the world where everything now is interchangeable and everything works with everything. And they're going to be able to provide a service and uh, devices and offerings that uh, work with everything. It's like, it's absolutely brilliant. It's not a surprise that BlackBerry is introducing it ahead of anyone else. Um, this goes along also with uh, the thought that I lost uh, earlier before, that BlackBerry, they move at a slower pace. I think everyone could agree that BlackBerry moves at, uh, at a slower pace. But this is a this is a kavit that comes with doing it right. Their n- speed is the um, not the antithesis of getting things um, uh, done properly, but you know, but it is. is. But it is. <laughs> yeah, but it is. <laughs> um, everyone is quick. Everyone wants to jump on the quick. You know, they want to be the first. And BlackBerry wants to be um, the, the first to do it right, to implement it well. When it came to BBM money, you know, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Everyone's slapping. Oh, this, that, and the other. Baberry is deeply integrating that infrastructure that that security and that partnership that's necessary for it to have such a flourishing and healthy um, you know life and you know blend is part of that you know the project ions is part of that and blend is the real announcement tomorrow uh, tomorrow and when we see what it's capable of and when people realize what it is, everyone's gonna be like holy yeah, this is what I, we're I,
0: I, I think there's gonna be one more punch I mentioned I it, so. you know I know, I know.
3: I've, I've said this already that there's gonna be something else and there,
0: there, there's gonna be an enterprise based announcement there's there I feel it in my bones guys I've got no no, no one's told me anything I'm just saying at this point they' got a highlight project ion with this launch it's like yes device yes service we've got those two covered. But now there's more. The platform is coming together. I would not be surprised about an Apple-IBM type partnership where we really see the Project Ion kind of come together, and we're bringing in the multiple facets of what they're doing and kind of pushing it forward and saying, this is the initial beginning of what we are launching. And again, putting that right before the earnings call is what's really going to bolster. Tomorrow's Mm -hmm.
3: event has the potential of it being the very – you know, the crack of dawn, that early light where people's eyes open and they finally get it, you know, they've been, you know, shitting and making fun of all these things that BlackBerry has been doing, all these acquisitions. What does it mean? What does this acquisition mean? What are all these things that Black... What does the passport mean? And tomorrow may be the very first, like, you're welcome from BlackBerry to the world. We've it's like, created this. It's the left on the back of the head is
2: what it is. Like, there you go, kid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're right. That's exactly it, though. When we look at the methodology behind, like what they're doing and what they're building, again, taking the piecemeal approach, going at it bit by bit and building, building up. It's not like we're going here, we're going there. They they've got a cohesive strategy here with John Chen, and I'm so excited to see them unveil these new products. So, to sum up, right now, like kind of what we're looking forward to. Obviously, the passport launch event. They're likely going to give a date for the classic. They might even give a date for a Z20-type Z3 LTE device if the market is there for it. It may not be at this point. They may want to focus on QWERTY, leave 2015 for the all-touch devices. But right now, Blend is going to be a big, big component of what they bring forward. I would not be surprised if it went into a public beta for all users, uh, pending this 10.3 upgrade that's going to go over the air. I know they've got some beta testers for it already, I mean, Dallin Dallin's absolutely right. Sign me up. I'll be there for that test because I want to try this out myself. I think it's going to be a really seamless experience, one very similar to what we have on a lot of our favorite web apps. You're going to get the pop-ups for notifications, be able to respond directly, I mean, access your files across your computer, tablet, and or mobile device. We're talking about a really seamless experience here. As Juve had mentioned, it's kind of been the back front of what they're doing. But it's kind of also been the platform with which they'll be able to deploy all these BlackBerry 10 devices, and as Brandon had mentioned, you really look at the enterprise implications here, and they're building such an awesome platform to be able to service every one of their customers, you, me, corporate, and enterprise, and awesome stuff coming forward. And again, I also feel like there's going to be some kind of announcement as per a partnership and or acquisition. I'm thinking more toward a partnership here for a really bigger look at what the Internet of Things has to offer. Any other surprises you guys may be expecting before we wrap up this uh, Upstream cast? Brandon, what do you got for us?
6: I don't know, man. I was thinking maybe if there is a hardware surprise, it might be like a dumb tablet to like push blends into
0: people's hands, but... You, you know what? Before we move on, like, let's just – Brandon just killing it right now with these ideas. I mean, I'm telling you. If we look at what blend it is and what it's going to develop into in a very short amount of time, it's a desktop OS, quote-unquote here, that rides another desktop OS to give you a, you know a mirrored and tailored experience. This is something they can update without having to update BlackBerry 10. It's a standalone app just like BBM. So they can put it at its own pace and continue these innovations, refinements, bug fixes, etc., to really make sure it scales and grows as it's supposed to in the market. So as we look forward on this, I think what we're going to get from the event tomorrow is that BlackBerry is ready from all sides to address the market that exists today. We've got people who want big touchscreen devices. We're going to give them that with an awesome keyboard. (coughs) We've got people who want extended services. We're going to give them that. And we've got people who are actually looking at privacy and security for their enterprise as one of the fundamental needs of where they're taking their, their you know, enterprise mobility offerings, and BlackBerry will be there with Bez 12. I expect a lot of dates to be announced where they're going to say, you know, this you can expect here, this you can expect here. But overall, I think they're going to ride the focus of the BlackBerry Passport. And, uh, you know, Alex is over there right now. He's going to be on the floor making sure that the coverage is there for anything that is announced. They're going to have a live blog, uh, a live stream, rather, on it as well. Maybe see some release dates for some of the other countries like the U.S. I know we're all kind of waiting for it here in this country. Um, but overall, do you guys th- see any other excitements or surprises? Chad, what about you? We'll move down the line here before we close it out. I you know Matthew's well, like, dying to get in.
4: <laughs> kind of like what Brandon said. You know, I, I would like to see like maybe a Playbook 2.0 or you could actually dock in like a, a passport into the device, or just a newer upscale playbook, honestly. You know at the current playbook, yeah, it wasn't successful, but I would like to see a little bit more success in the tablet market from BlackBerry.
0: There's something they could do, and we talked about the playbook and how to name it, or, or where, what it could be in the future, but th- there's got to be something there. You've got such a brilliant partner with Foxconn who heads up all these all-touch devices at good price points. And give me a Z3 LTE that's like three inches bigger. I'm sold. There we are. <laughs> I, I definitely have it. Dallin, what, what about you? What are you thinking so far in, in terms of what could be announced tomorrow? Is there anything particular that you'd like to hear?
1: Um, nothing that we haven't really mentioned before. That I mean, the huge thing for me is blend. Um. Uh, I, I really think Blend is going to be Blend in conjunction with the Passport. They're they're both going to be game changers. I have to disagree a little bit with my esteemed colleagues here on uh, another BlackBerry tablet. The tablet market is pretty stagnant right now. Uh, it's saturated. Everybody who's bought a tablet, want or who's wanted to buy a tablet, has a tablet. And I think Blend is BlackBerry's acknowledgment that, okay, people already have tablets. Let's just put our software on their tablets. So yeah. I I can't see – I mean, to me, it's redundant. Like, why would BlackBerry come out with its own tablet when they can just use tablets that people already have? They already have the tablet. Just get them the software. Um, they
0: don't need to put more tablets in people's hands because people already have tablets. It's,
2: it's more, that means, means you've got to get the,
0: the devices to those people's hands as well, and yeah. that's the trouble they're having right now. I think – as per enterprise specifically, not necessarily consumer. But I've, iPads, are just everywhere. I'm, I'm Matthew just bought one himself for the consumer side, but especially in enterprise, these iPads are prolific. I'd like to see them at least acknowledge that there's a place for it. And maybe it's not a tablet. Maybe it's something like the, the BerryFlow M1 Fuse that we designed that's like a lab dock that you know can... Sure,
6: yeah, a like a dumb tablet. A dumb tablet isn't actually like got a lot of processing power. It's just, you know,
5: so people a want
6: a bigger screen, you know, yeah. to see what's on their device. So their device no, is really dope. the processing power, and it's just a dumb tablet for a bigger screen.
0: Imagine like a $150, 200 dumb tablet that really does extend that experience over. It, it, it almost is what, what the playbook wanted to be, at least for us on this side of the fence. Darius... Uh, come off mute and tell us what you think about blending and whether you, this is something you want to see moving forward. Are you excited with what BlackBerry may offer? Are you expecting any surprises? What do you want to hear tomorrow?
5: Yeah, I think the, the biggest surprise is going to be the availability of the devices in, in whatever they announce, specifically with the Passport um, and then next with the Classic. I just hope – my biggest thing is I really don't want BlackBerry to you know, release the devices – like they did the Z10 and the Q10, I really like them to do, release these devices alongside one another and give people options from the jump. Because it kind of hurts in the long run because you have some people that want a classic, the passport gets out there, months later people, they settle with another device and they're just like, whatever, I, I don't really care for it. It's just like, if think about when the Z10 and the Q10 launched. If they launched beside one another and people had an, an option from the jump, then it would have been fine. I think BlackBerry's 10 sales would have been way better than they were initially, but they didn't. So I think the surprise is going to be with the availability. I think Blend is definitely going to be uh, announced and spoke upon as far as its availability. I don't want to say it's going to happen right away, but I think any information that BlackBerry publicly puts out will satisfy you know, BlackBerry loyalists and people that are looking forward to the software. So, you know, and, and like I said, we just, we've just we beaten up blend so much in the past on these podcasts. So <laughs> we have. I try to leave it be. alone and just kind of wait for it, you know, to be you know, sell it itself. So I think the big surprise is just going to be the availability. I think I think Blackberry will kind of sneak on people and say, hey, it's actually going to be available on this date with all these carriers and so on and so forth. So people, I think people are going to be ultimately satisfied. I really think they are.
0: To sum up what Darius has just said, he's saying – these hoes are loyal, and we're the, hoes. We're the Blackberry hoes. I mean, I'm i so excited for it. I mean, we've had some some, in you know, in the Berryflow group, who have you know ventured over to some other devices just to try them out, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, we're still here. We're still all about Blackberry Ten. I mean, Dallin's coming over because he's got to get on it. I just really love the passion that we all have for the brand. Uh, Kev. Let me hear about anything that you'd expect from tomorrow. What do you? What is the overriding feeling and, and vibe that you want to get from this event? It's it's really uh, probably twofold, I guess.
2: Number one, I really, I guess I, I'd really be expecting. Number one, I I think blends is a given, so I don't really consider that to be a surprise. I think it's a given. They've already we've already been speaking about it forever and a day. It's not like it's just a big secret that we kind of know what's going on.
0: Right. We yeah. heard about this last year in August. Exactly.
2: Right. So, I mean, I think that the surprise that we may be hearing, if there even is one, I'd be leaning towards that all touch device. That maybe the password was indeed a distraction. The classic is a distraction. These things are all just there. Because John Chen is pretty crafty. Let's give him some credit there. He knows Yo, if how to sidestep. he
0: drops a high end all touch, I'm through. Like Exactly. You
2: know, and so, yeah. so if you think about that, we already know there's a 64-bit device that's out there right now, so now we have to wind up really trying to gear in and, and rein in that, that uh, I guess, that passion for these devices. Um, but I think if it's not that all-touch device, then I think it would have to be something like some kind of an update for, for the Playbook because we have these devices. We have that tablet already. It's not like we have to go out and go pick up an iPad now just to try to accommodate blends. If they give a small update to the Playbook itself, that's gonna appease a lot of fans, a lot of fans, especially those diehard loyals. And All three million of them. <laughs> hey, hey, we're out there, you know. But the fact is that it's incapable of doing it right now with this, you know, this this pretty poor software that's on it at this moment. So it's either a device, or it's going to wind up being something to do with the playbook to be able to, to to utilize blends.
0: Yo, if he brings the playbook like back from the dead, like I'm I'm through, like. <laughs> I'd I'd be pretty ecstatic about it. What balls! Like that'd be that'd be like, yo, Apple's invalidating tablets they sold last year, but we are reviving
5: tablets from three years ago. That's, even that's
0: even the iPad was three years ago, right? So it's going to use Blend. So right, and that's the thing. Like honestly, about the availability for Blend, I'm honestly thinking that it's going to be like the latest gen. So iOS seven, iOS eight, um, you know, the latest version of Windows eight. Uh, the latest version of Mavericks and/or y- Yosemite, so I'm thinking they're going to keep it pretty, you know, latest generation in terms of where they're going to take Blends with KitKat, yeah. I mean the latest. What is the latest? 4.4 and iOS 8. I think that's where they're going to target at least for the initial launch, and, and you know it'll grow just like BBM, where it hit the majority of devices first and then kind of grew out to adopt to other uh, later versions of those os's Still, just super excited to see what BlackBerry is going to offer. I mean. It's, it's 10 right now, and this thing's going to go live at 9. We're talking like eight hours here, guys. I'm super stoked for it. Uh, we'll be we we'll having a good live blog on the whole event, but I do want to move on to Matthew, and then we'll close with Jubay. Matthew, any surprises you expect? Do you think BlackBerry's going to buy Apple or something like that?
7: <laughs> uh, they somehow managed to pull upwards of $500 billion out there. Ah, sure. Um. No, what I'm expecting is I, I hope, I expect a live stream that doesn't crash every five minutes like it did with Apple, yeah. <laughs> it's plus. Um, I'm also expecting, I mean, Passport's an obvious given. I don't expect a Playbook 2 too often. I agree with Dallin's point. That everyone has a, a tablet at this point. So, I mean, Blends, I would say, is probably a given as well considering it's already leaked on BlackBerry World. I got that update to it, and I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Um, when I was trying out a 10.3 uh, leak, so it kind of kind of confused me, and I did try. It's, it it's for... even
0: showing up on 10.2.1. It's like yo, it's coming. <laughs> yeah,
7: I was like, I was kind of surprised. But the one big thing I would be surprised that I'm quietly, hopefully expecting is they do a classic launch date. I, I mean, I know the, I, I know it's been kind of speculated towards October or something, but a launch date two at that event would save money for them, and then something more than a few PowerPoint slides.
0: And- I mean, they, they launched the Porsche design on its own, so I don't think at this point they really get, care about the cost. I think it's about exposure. I expect Not November, that. a classic launch, but I think they'll give that date to us tomorrow. And if they don't, more power to them because it leaves us wanting another answer. Uh, Jubei, let's close here before you know this... It's been such a long upstream already, and I'm so proud of the viewership for holding on here for these hours. <laughs> but, you've Jupiter, tomorrow, what are you expecting, and are you excited? <laughs>
3: um, I am excited, um, not personally in a sense that um, there's going to present anything that's surprising to me or something that's going to blow me out of the water. I think uh, the big surprise is going to, and the excitement is going to come from how the media receives it and what uh, all the outlets are going to be reporting. That's going to be the surprise when they finally realize everything that BlackBerry has created and uh, giving them a glimpse of that and them understanding that BlackBerry is going to be the future of mobility at least for the next 10 years, for the next decade. That realization is going to be the surprise of the event and um, mm-hmm. that's going to be what I'm looking forward to reading. <laughs> Amen,
0: Amen, brother. This is it. This is the beginning of a new foot forward for BlackBerry. Uh, I want to cover just a little bit of what we'll be doing here at Barry Flow to cover the event. We're going to have a live blog. Alex is over in Toronto. We could not make it into London. That's likely where Chen and a lot of the other upper management is going to be, so keep your eyes on, uh, on London any UK following that you have, uh, just keep an eye on them. They're they're definitely going to be putting some stuff out there. Uh, Jubei just makes a great point that the forward-looking, where we are with the Passport and where BlackBerry is right now is such a powerful point. They really can start writing their history as the future of mobility. And we talk about the platform underneath all of that with QNX and their data infrastructure. Just a massive opportunity for Chen to kind of take hold of um, as we look forward here, BerryFlow is going to be covering this with a full live blog. We're also going to be on Twitter putting out live tweets as it happens with photos and all that goodness. If we can get a hands on a passport, we're obviously going to be covering that a lot as well. So we'll look forward to some of that here and you know, forward-looking as well. Um, the live blog that we're going to have tomorrow is going to be a little bit encompassing. We're going to cover Crackberry, N4BB. All the news will be at BerryFlow. Um, We're also going to be launching a site redesign as well as a couple new pages to the website, so stay tuned. We're going to look sexier than ever to honor 10.3 and the advancements that BlackBerry has taken forward. I beyond appreciate having all of you guys on here. I'm hyped as hell. I'm pumped. I'm ready for this device to launch. Brandon, Chad, Dolan, Darius, Kev, Matthew, Jubay. Thank you so much for coming on for this Berryful Upstream 15. Next Upstream is going to be the final one of the season. We'll be covering the earnings call and a lot more. So stay tuned for all of that. I appreciate having all you guys on. You have a good rest of your evening. You Great. too. Take easy, stay calm, rep Blackberry, and don't go iPhone, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna we gotta give her a little bit of hell here, but <laughs> you guys have a good rest of your night and take care guys. See ya.